Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, Titans fans? Maximus Titan fan here uh, with another episode of Titans Fan Battle Podcast brought to you by Fan Battle Sports Network. With us today, we always have our, uh, I have my co-host here, Tyler. Tyler, say what's up. Yes, sir. What's up, y'all? Glad to have Cortland on the show finally, man. Finally finally get to meet the man that uh, sure. I've heard so much about, so I'm going to get into it. Yeah, and as you know, we, we've had this guy on a couple of times. We love to have him. Hopefully, he'll be on more. This is, uh, and y'all know him, it's Cortland Griffin. Thanks, man. Thanks for finally being back on the show. I've been in the audience uh, pretty much, you know, kind of catching them here and there. So, uh, and here's to a good show. Hey, let's, let's rock. All right, man. Yeah. So, obviously, first thing we want to talk about is the, uh, the game, game recap. Uh, biggest takeaways from the game for me was obviously what a lot of people are talking about is Malik didn't really take advantage of uh, the opportunity that was given to him. And uh, the running backs. Running backs balled out, man. I mean, uh, Tajay Spears. Busted off that 31-yard touchdown run. Beautifully jumped over that dude. I love that. That was nice. Uh, he, he actually had an 8.1-yard average and a touchdown. And then Julius Chestnut, another uh, beautiful uh, uh, addition to the team that I like, uh, busted off a 55-yard run and got down, I think, at the one- or two-yard line. Uh, ended up running it in, but he finished with a uh, 7.5 yard average on 13 carries for 98 yards. I love that. For me, oh, I just love that. It's, I mean, it's that's huge uh, for a guy who I think was maybe on the bubble, right? Um, that, that's huge because the thing about Julius Chestnut is, it's like ever since he came onto the team, right? He kind of reminds me of Antonio Andrews, if any, any Titans can remember Antonio Andrews, mm-hmm. right? Undrafted guy, unheralded guy, had accolades at, for, at a small school, and then all of a sudden, he comes to Tennessee, and he kind of buys his time, right? He flashes in the preseason, flashes again in the preseason, plays some kick returns from special teams, and then he becomes the starter by necessity, <laughs> you know, becomes the starter. And makes an imprint on that team. Um, gave us some good games, right? We, we beat Jacksonville on a Thursday night with him being the starting guy. And he ripped off some good runs. Not saying that Julius Chestnut is going to come in and be the starter, right? Don't, don't clip me and say that. 
What I'm saying is, is with a on a team where wide uh, running back, I'm sorry, probably jumping the gun there. Running back number one and running back number two are solidified, right? 22 and 32, right? 54 ways to be great, right? Uh, I love that. It, it is solidified, right? Now, if you, you got Hassan Haskins. You had Jimmy Ward, uh, you know, that was kind of competing for that third running back spot. And now you add Julius Chestnut to that situation where he flashed last year. Hassan hasn't really, outside of a, a, a running rushing touchdown, hasn't really done much outside of special teams uh, <laughs> since he's been with Tennessee, right? He also has the off-the-field thing going on, so we don't know what that's going to result in. And then Jimmy Ward was hurt in the first preseason game against Chicago, probably going to end up being cut right after this week. And then Julius Chestnut is the only one that's produced and also been healthy and available. So uh, almost by law of attrition, right, that guy's going to make the roster. He's the guy that was on the bubble. He's probably going to make the roster. So I'm, I, I feel better having Julius Chestnut be my running back three behind Tajay and, and Derek than, you know, no nothing against Hassan. I think he's a very good I, – I had him as a highly – you know, one of the my, one of my kind of diamonds in the rough guys coming out of Michigan. He just hasn't panned out. And then the off-the-field thing is kind of hampering that. And then Jimmy Ward – a guy who was flashing during camp, unfortunately got hurt. He just took it, he's taken he took advantage of his time and his snaps, which is what you want. You yep. want a guy to take advantage of that, and he's done that. Uh, Max knows I'm not a big Hassan Haskins guy, so to see Chestnut to just thrive in this preseason has made me so happy because of just watching Haskins in training camp, his feet look really slow, which to his credit. He's going behind Derrick Henry and all these reps. So it's not really fair to sit to, to compare him to that because nobody is Derrick Henry. Right. But then you look at Tajay right behind him, and he's got quick feet. He's got lightning quick cuts, and he can get up the field. We don't need another power back. We have all the power back we need in one guy, the power back of the NFL, really the best power back since Jerome Bettis. So – for Chestnut and Tajay to come in, and they're quick guys who can make quick cuts. And Chestnut's got some size on him too, even though he's a shorter guy. He's got some. He's got some. He's thick. Thick. Built. He's got some meat. Yeah. 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 So and he can move. So that's that's the kind of guy I want, man. I mean, Haskins. He's a good special teams guy. So if we keep four running backs, I would imagine he's gonna be. He's gonna make the roster. I don't see us cutting Haskins unless something plays out with the legal situation that we don't know about. Um, but I see him making the roster as a special teams guy, but I don't expect to see Hassan run the ball at all really this year. And I can say this too. You said we don't need speed guys, and I get that, right? Um, crazy stat, right? 20 point, I think it was 20.3 miles per hour for Tajay yeah. on his touchdown run, 23 yeah. miles per hour for yeah. Julius Chestnut on yeah. his um, speed, right? But then yeah. Julius also has some thump. Yeah. behind those pads. He's the combo guy, right? He's the guy that everyone thought the sign Haskins was going to be, right? The combo exactly. guy, speed and power, yeah. right? We've got smash and dash, thunder and lightning, 54 ways to be great, however you want to call them, right? But then you got a guy who can come in on, let's say you need a guy to spell, uh, spell Derrick Henry on a, on a first down, right? Or yeah. a second down, second and five or something like that. You got a guy who you can Try it out there, and you don't know that he's going to leak out the backfield or run it, right? Tajay's the same way, 
but let's say you need, let's say you're going against a super physical defense, right? The Jacksonville Jaguars, for example, you need a thump. Ty J is not the guy that I kind of want running and you know running into the back of offensive linemen all game long. But Julius can take that thump, right? And he can also deliver that thump. And it's going to get really difficult for defenses to take on three a three headed monster. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it gets, it, it's, it's really hard. Go ask the Patriots how hard it was to stop my Bradshaw, uh, uh, Ward, and Brandon Jacobs, right? <laughs> Go ask the NFL how hard it was to stop that, that three-headed monster that they have. That's what the Titans could have, right, with Derrick Henry, Tajay Spears, and Julius Chestnut, or whoever the third running back is that makes the roster. Yeah, and no knock on Tajay. I love y'all know. I mean, if y'all have watched yeah. anybody that's watched my show knows I love Tajay Spears ever since I started watching his highlights. But um, dude needs to work on his NFL vision just a little bit more. So there's two different runs that I can call to mind in both the games, one in each game, where he missed a hole that would have given him major yardage. I mean, he he ended up getting I think eight yards in one of them and like six or seven yards in the other. So he didn't do bad. It was just, if he would have hit that hole, it might've been a home run. You yeah. know what I mean? Both the times. One, now one of those runs, and if it's the one that I think you're talking about is when he ran into the, I think he just ran up into the back of the guard, right? Pace number 40 on the, on the Vikings filled the back, the cutback lane. So as a running back, and even when I was in school, right? They taught us if you, if your cutback lane is gone, put your head and your shoulder in, into your offensive guard or offensive tackle's ass, for, for lack of better terms, right, and make him move somebody. He, he did exactly what you're taught to do, right? He did fundamental running back. Hey, I'm small. I'm not going to go head up with that linebacker who's, fl- who's flooding the hole. I'm just going to run up between these two guys and make them feel me, and they're going to move somebody out of the way for me, right? I'd rather have three yards on a cloud of dust, right, and him run into the back of an offensive lineman him to run head first into danger like that is <laughs> i've seen that happen in the nfl and it normally never ends well for the offensive player well the 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 part i was going to bring up is chestnut seems to have that natural nfl vision oh, he yeah. just natural and he's a little bit patient i like that too he's a patient runner you can kind of see him pick his pick his lane and then he takes off and he's just a one cut guy i like that i just like him I, I, anyway, if we get half time, we'll get to our roster prediction or my roster. Oh, for whatever. Sure. Um, anybody else stand out in the offense for you? Because to be honest, in the offense for me, nobody really stood out other than that. Ooh, I got two guys, but I'm going to let you go first, Cortland. Um, Thomas Odekoya. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, There's one. <laughs> this is a, I mean, for lack of better terms, man, the guy is a, a force when yeah. it comes to run blocking. If you look at both Tajay uh, Spears and Julius Chestnut's runs, touchdown, or I should say not touchdown, almost touchdown, right, yeah. and touchdown runs, it's sprung off the back of number 89, right? Yeah. Um, he's he, And it's not just he's holding a guy up and he's shielding the guy. No, he's taking guys out of the picture. Like, his whoever's lined up in front of that guy, he's completely wiping them out. This isn't Jeff Swain. This isn't Craig Stevens, who I love. I'm not downing to Craig Stevens. But this dude literally, people talk about Darnell Washington in Pittsburgh, rightfully so, right? He's like an office, He's like another offensive tackle on the field as a tight end. But Odekoya, as a, as a guy who came from the, uh, the, the foreign, you know, 
program that, that the NFL had going going for him to come in and be this effective running uh, as a run blocker. Don't think Mike Crable and Tim Kelly don't see that. Don't be surprised if he's your if you're, he's your tight end three on the roster and he comes in to play the quote unquote Jeff Swain blocking tight end role because that's what he does well. And here's the thing. He can also catch the ball, guys. He's also athletic, right? He's running downfield. If you look at just look at the tape. He's running downfield with guys. Um, and I mean, for for all of that it's worth, right? Another guy that kind of stuck out to me was uh, the offensive tackle Murray. Uh, yes. He just he just stuck out to me. Um, it, nothing came from his side, right? He's a big body. He's a shielder. Uh, great hands, you know, great, had great hand placement, great hand, great hand technique, good kick step. Those two guys stuck out to me. And I know the offensive line, it's easy to lose those guys because they're not, you know, the 60 picks and they're not getting the ball in their hands. But in preseason, looking at those two, I was like, if that's what we have to look forward to and those are our filling guys or our role-playing guys, I'm, I'm okay with that. Those two guys should make the roster. Oda Oda Koya, is that how you say his name? Oda Koya. Thomas Thomas Oda uh, Oda Koya. Oda Koya. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't. I, I'm. I've been confused on that since I first saw his name. But the you're guy gonna hear Oda Koya. You're gonna hear Oda yeah. Koya. Uh, it's it's yeah. Oda Koya. Uh, well, we've heard about five thousand pronunciations <laughs> of, uh, of Tua's name since he was a freshman in college. Oh man. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I thought he was a monster, man, and and for him. For us to have a tight end too in Wesco right now, I think that he could he could easily take over that spot because I want Josh Wiley to succeed very badly. But if he can't, then at least we have another option to go with tight end too, and somebody who's going to run block and be a monster run blocking too. If like like you said, if he can catch four passes this season, he he matches Wesco's career total in receptions. So and that's through like three or four years now. So that guy, I'm really keeping an eye on him. But another guy I, I was really impressed with, and we kind of knew that he was going to be better, but Aaron Brewer at center, if you watch the Tajay touchdown run, he sprung that too. His, he he sealed off the nose tackle. It was a third-string nose tackle. I'm not getting too excited here, but he, he sealed it off. He looks explosive at center. He had the bad snap, but other than that, that guy – he went crazy, so I'm 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 expecting big things from him at center too. If we can get another good center right after Ben Jones, then we're we're truly blessed at that position because that's not something that happens all the time. Oh, for sure, uh, I, he's a highly rated guy. He was a highly rated guy last year at center. So when he moved from left guard to center, his grade went way up. So way up. Um, I was I was expecting that from him. That's his natural position. Yeah. Um, and even though it was a third grade, sec, you know, sec, I said third grade, second <laughs> right, second string, third string guy, he did that to some starting guys last year. So yeah. I mean, it's it's not new, right? He's not um, he's not new to this, right? And I hate right. to use the, the cliche, he's not new to this. He's true to this, but he is. Um, and he came back this year. You can tell he's in shape. He's also thicker. Um, you know, in the in the neck and the arm area, right? Like he came back with the mindset of being the starter this year, not being a on the bubble roster guy or a backup. So I definitely like what I'm seeing from him as well. Yeah, I'm excited about the interior line this year. The tackles are a question mark, no doubt. Left tackle less of a question mark, 
the right tackle is like a, a question mark and three exclamation points <laughs> because uh, we got, we got a lot of a lot of problems right there. But man, between Skaronsky, Brewer, and Brunskill, dude, our interior line is looking solid. So Big Ski had an A minus grade. That's last crazy. week. He's 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 had nothing less than a B plus grade. Yeah, his entire preseason. <laughs> so if that is what we have to look forward to, then. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I agree with that, too. Yeah, they'll figure it out. They'll get somebody in there. If if Hubbard doesn't produce, then, you know, I think, you know, if they look to Murray or maybe uh, Jalen Duncan at that spot, you know. Um, but I, I don't I don't worry about that. I think it'll probably take a couple of weeks into the season, you know, as it usually does when you change your entire offensive line around. Yeah. Um, but all right, we're on to the defense. And the defense is pretty easy for me because um, not a whole lot shined for me in the defense. The only thing that really shined for me in the defense was our, well, Caleb Murray. I mean, Caleb Murray had two sacks. He had a sack in the last game. Oh. I don't. I don't think we can ignore – Caleb Murray anymore. I don't think that uh, I don't think you can let a guy like that who shows off that much talent and has a, a college record like that, even if it is a, not a division one, who cares? Um, when a guy shows up like that in the preseason, you can't let him hit the waiver wires, man. So I think he pretty much solidified his spot on the roster with that performance. Um, but the other thing that stuck out to me was Rashad Weaver had a sack. I was happy with that because he didn't really have a great performance last week, but he didn't really do anything else, which <laughs> kind of upset me because I wanted to see a little bit more from him. Um, and the DBs, man, ah, my gosh, my DBs, they are just, I mean, like, I don't know, you know, I don't know from pass play to pass play whether they're going to actually guard somebody or they're just going to get completely burned or intercept the ball. I mean, they just literally are all over the place. And I guess that's dependent on who's out there. Yeah, but it's, it's our second and third string that's out there right now. So it's not Kevin Byard in, in, in oh. the starting squad that's going to be out there. Uh, these oh, are all the, on the bubble guys. So I'm not expecting much, right? Like if Justin Jefferson was out there, he probably would have been for 120 on in the first quarter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's another that's another thing I was going to bring up. Money Rice, man, man. I mean, absolutely two weeks now. So the lack of Money Rice is very telling in the in the linebacker game. I think Doctor Gibby's pretty much taken over that spot. Yep, Neiman and 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 Gibbons are probably going to be your linebacker twos and two and three. I was um, going to say. Um, I will give a dark horse that I have to make the roster. Otis Reese the fourth. Number 41, right? Safety convert, uh, convert had a almost had a pick, like, and not just yeah. like a oh, he 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 broke on the ball, it was in his hands, like, mm -hmm. laid out ball in the diamond, right? And if he comes down with that, we're looking at flipping the field and, and you give your offense another chance. That was, and he's a he's a he's a new age, <laughs> right? Like, linebacker, right? Um, I think he's like, I want to say he's like six foot two, 225, 230, right? Fleet footed guy, safe, like I say, safety convert, played safety in college, 
Now he's converting down into the box, and he's played well. Good instincts. They like his speed. They like how they like his vision. How he fills holes, and he's he's a thumper. Um, so they like how he plays the game. And I think that play alone, like people think of those plays, and like, oh, it's a one off. But look at go look at the tape. Go look at that game on on Thursday or Friday. I'm sorry, Saturday. Go back and look at that game, and then look at number 41 and where the ball is and where he is. Yep. He's normally somewhere around there. Another guy that stuck his nose in, he's been sticking his nose in, and I think he's going to be damn good for us is number 33, Eric Garrard. I was going to say, Garrard, yeah. He, on a third and short, he stuck his nose in and made a play. Most guys are not – most cornerbacks that are 5'8", 5'9", 180-something pounds are not sticking their nose in and hitting a guy who they were lauding Right, the, the Vikings have been lauding their running back. Oh, he's he's got contact balance, speed to power. He's so thick, he's so hard to bring down. He got in there and stuck his head in there and thumped that guy. Mm-hmm. It, and I mean, you can tell. Uh, and Mike probably say he plays safety in a corner. <laughs> when you're a smaller guy, right? You thump a running back. Sometimes you take the brunt of it. Sometimes you get some of that recoil. And he ended up on the ground, but he made the play, and I think that was big. And then he also showed his explosiveness in the return game. Now, he had the muff, which, thank God, didn't sting us, right? He picks it up. But the fact that he picked it up and was able to get 15 yards is amazing, right? You don't see – and I haven't seen that since Pac-Man Jones was doing it, right? <laughs> so, you know, drop a punt on – it almost seems like on purpose and picks it up and and gets out of there. I will say this, though. Trey Avery might not make the roster just because, and this is just me being, this is hyperbole uh, and sarcasm. He might not make the roster because when your return man is screaming fire, fire, that means get, look at your feet and get out of the way. The ball is somewhere around you. Why did you see the ball and try to jump over it? That cost us a position. Come on, dude. Like, and that's a Mike Brable. He's a stickler for those kind of things, right? Like, don't be ourselves. Don't make the costly mistake. You made the costly mistake. Believe me, that is going in the black mark in the book, and they're going to evaluate that when they go to make these cuts. I, I did notice uh, right after that play, though, that uh, Brable actually made a point to come over and talk to him and kind of gave him a pat. And it was like, I mean, because I, I feel yeah, like he's, he's going to make the roster. He's, to he's going to make the roster, like Mike yeah. said. He's going to make the roster. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just being a, I'm just being a jerk, right? Mm-hmm. It's just when I see those kind of plays, when I see those kind of plays, two weeks in a row, right? Yeah. Like uh, I put it on Twitter. I posted it on Twitter. First half, my first half takeaways was special teams has been sloppy, right? Mm-hmm. And the special teams it seems like the last two weeks. That was almost like the one thing, like when tight, I don't know if you guys probably remember when we were going like two and a, like two and fourteen, you know, five and eleven back in the day. Our special teams was almost perfect. Where it was yes. like it's the only thing on the team that's like yeah. you can look forward to, right? And now it seems like kicker has been an issue for us and both punts. And so it's just you you, you want to see that be cleaned up um, because that's the one thing that you don't want to see is you fielding a punt on the ten. Your guy muffs it, and now the, the team that you probably could have had down, and your team goes out and scores now is in striking distance. Yeah. So, I I think uh, how do you say his name? Garer, Garer, Garer. Garar. It's Garar. Uh, it, it's spelled funny, but it's Garar. I think he makes the team 
as a special teams guy. Like, I don't think we're going to see him much on defense, but, I mean, mm-hmm. we know how Vrabel loves his special teams guy. Now, we might. I mean, depending on injuries, he might be a guy that is a plug-and-play type of guy, but I think he's going to be a dog in special teams. He's going to get down there and not be scared to stick his nose and whatever. So that's what we need is somebody who's a ball hawk and trying to get down there and make a tackle. So I see him making it as a, as a special teams guy. And uh, I think Brian here, maybe – uh, there's only room for so many special teams guys, though. They did waive AJ Moore, who was brought in to be a special teams guy. So um, that could be how Marsh makes the roster, right? Like Marsh could, because he, he he has played well. I just don't think he's I don't think he's going to be like a depth guy, right? Uh, he's not going to be like a a Joshua Kalu. He could be, right? He could be that guy. Um, but we've seen guys like Dane Crookshane, right, Josh Kalu, those guys make the roster and then kind of play some defensive and kind of grow into a defensive role, right, or find a place on the defense. That's the one thing that Bruce, that, that Bowens and, and, and Frank would do well is they find guys' roles on the team, right? You're not just there to be a body. You, you find They find your role and they, and they play well in it. So he could. Marsh, you could get, keep Marsh and Avery. Avery is definitely going to make the roster because he's played well. Right for us, we see him fill in. Of course, he people say, "Oh, well, he couldn't guard AJ Brown." Half of the league can't guard AJ Brown, so I don't. <laughs> right, so I'm not expecting him to go out there and shut that guy down. What I am expecting him to do is play solid, like like he has, and he has. Um, he had an interception and in, uh, against Chicago, didn't play horrible. I think he had like a 76 point something grade. Uh, if you if you like pro football focus analytics, right? So he he. Graded out as like a C plus uh, coverage grade, so that's not bad. Yeah, in my opinion, we keep Garar, oh, not yeah. Marsh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. just my opinion. And some of these guys could make practice squad. Like, don't forget, we got ten practice yeah. squad slots that we can fill with these some of these names. So, so anything else to, uh, stand out on defense for you guys? I don't know how we haven't talked about it yet, but Tierra Tart, man, unblockable. They couldn't <laughs> block the guy. That man. He looks like he's on well, mission this year. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid next year. They 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 st- they kept him out there a little bit extra, bit, yeah. I think, because of the the whole yep. practice yeah. thing or whatever. But so he got hit. So he got some plays against some seconds and some thirds. Yeah, you know, even like, even the first. He's done it again. Another guy like Aaron Brewer has done it against starters. And the good thing about him is Naquan Jones. There's some guys that have made the roster that are probably not going to be on the team next year or this year. Right, like Naquan Jones is probably getting cut. Monty Rice is probably going to get cut. Um, and we have a hundred and approximately a hundred and twenty-five million dollars in cap space, which ranks us top five. I want to say top three in the league next year. Mm-hmm. Believe me, Tier Tart is going to get a cut of that if he plays oh, well. Yes. He's played well all like he's played well, and that's from being a, a undrafted. Free agent, and it always seems like our interior defensive line. If you guys ever see trends, I kind of keep track of Titans trends. Running backs are always a thing for us, right? We always seem to find good running backs in the draft, or you know, like whatever. And, and then interior defensive linemen, right? They're either like undrafted or like unheralded guys. Jarrell Casey, who's you can argue outside of Abra Hainsworth and a couple of other guys, is probably the most iconic the Titans, the interior defensive lineman, right? Like he just screams Tennessee Titan to you. 
Yep. Number 99 was a sixth-round draft pick out of USC. No one wanted him because he had little legs, right? Those pencil legs made him a, uh, got him a lot of money paid, <laughs> okay? Right, so Tier Tart could be in that, that next in line, right? We, we got our franchise guy in Jeff. Every franchise guy needs that guy that's next to him to kind of help him out, and Tier could be that guy. So I, I think he's going to get a cut of that. I could see him getting somewhere around seven and a half, eight million a year for – Three years, yeah. I, I think he's gonna he's he's gonna be one of the most loving recipients of having Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, Harold Landry, Arden Key, Rashad Weaver. Hopefully, um, what's uh, Murphy? Caleb Murphy. Caleb Murphy. Man, really, our our pastor. If you remember, do you remember what three years ago when we couldn't buy a sack? We couldn't have done a GoFundMe to get a sack <laughs> in Tennessee. And now all of a sudden, like we have one of the best pass rushes, if not the best in the NFL. Yep. Man, um, we need you, health because this defense is nasty. Tyler, do you remember? And, and I'm pretty sure Max remembers. Uh, you guys remember when we had Cal Vandenbosch, Travis yes, uh, you, you name it. Like it was like, who are these guys, right? Uh, uh, we had uh, Vickerson, Kevin Vickerson. Right. And real yep. Casey was like still a young guy in the league. Right. You had all of these guys and it was like, where does the pressure come from? Right. Yeah. Travis boys in the backfield. Uh, Cal Vandenbosch is in the backfield and then Jarrell Casey's in the backfield. And it's like the pressure comes from everywhere. Then you right. had Stephen, Stephen Tillich and um, Coleman McCarthy. Right. Rushing up the middle. They rush up the middle. That's what this defense is kind of reminiscent of. Right. Yep. Have, they're better. Right, yeah. like Harold Landry is better than those. I ain't, I'm not gonna say he's better than Kyle Vandenbosch yet. Yeah, Vandenbosch was a dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's definitely on the way. He's on the way. But Danico Autry, Big Jeff, right, rushing from the interior. Then they also can move around. Then you got Weaver, who yes, he had a quiet pre, has had a quiet preseason. But they're also Bowen is also not running the stunts and the flashes that he normally runs in the, in the regular season, where these guys' athleticism and strength is going to flash. So. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. I, lo- I love the fact that our front four and, and front seven uh, as a whole can get pressure from anywhere. It's going to be fun to watch. And Caleb Murphy is a guy that I'm waiting to see because if, if he can pan out, right, as a, as a, at least a supplemental pass rusher. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got an yeah. entire new line that comes in. A new front five right there. Like and back in the early 2000s, we, we had yeah. two starting defensive lines that you could shuffle in and then, yeah. like, literally. Keep everybody fresh. Yep. Schwartz would, like, put, like, our starting defensive front out there, and then you'll see four guys, five guys run off the field, and four more, five, five yeah. more guys run on the field. And then, like, you see the offensive linemen, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, Jesus Christ, we've been going up against these guys for thirty minutes. We got to go up against <laughs> like a, another set. Like, yeah, like, it's, on, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. <laughs> One thing, Max, I did want to touch on with the secondary, though we we kind of saw them really bow up whenever the whenever the Vikings got down the field, and that's something we've seen a really a re- repeating for the last two years. Not yeah, as much two years ago, but last year we had a really bend don't break attitude on defense. We kind of go with the attitude that field goals aren't going to beat us. So, I mean, if, if we give up five field goals in a game and we score three touchdowns, I'll take it. You know, like, I mean, I'm good with that. You, you can get 700 yards for all I care. If you get 15 points out of it, have fun with it. We're going to win. So, especially with the offense this year revamped, 
hopefully, if our wide receivers can just get in some bubble wrap. <clears throat> man. We'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so, special teams, uh, not a whole lot to talk about. You know, um, Trey Wolf hit his lone field goal of 22 yards. Not very impressive. I think this is a shit excellent job to lose. Yeah, yeah and I mean, I don't it's a lesser two evils. Yeah, I, I have I have a theory, and I'll get into that later. But um, Karis Jackson, I know I know Tyler has a has a kind of a level, kind of like I do with Colton Dow. He does with Karis Jackson, and Karis Jackson had a amazing kickoff return for his first return. I loved it. It looked good. He hit the hole fast. Had decent blocking and got a good return out of it. The Maybe second one, not so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he kind of got hurt, which is yeah, even he, they both got hurt on on punt on uh him and him and Kyle Phillips both got hurt on on punt returns. So it's I mean sucks. it's a, yeah, it's a thing, you know, and that's again, that's why I like Eric Garrar so much. Um because yeah. he is making a name for himself on special teams as a punt returner. His his punt return last week, his average yardage was Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Close. I mean, um, he had two kickoff returns. Kyle Phillips had a 17-yard return. Everybody was talking about it. So did Gerard. Yeah. Nobody was I just talking about it. I'm, I'm just in the vein of not trotting Kyle out there for – like I'm sorry, like he's your starting slot receiver, and I understand he's not out there. He's not going to be out there for a bunch of snaps, right? He's not going to get like 90% of the snaps like Traylon and and DeAndre are. But in the preseason, where guys are trying to make the roster, I, I just I don't like the fact that he was out there. I, th- I honestly I think uh, you know Vrabel was testing the waters a with his health and b mm-hmm. with. Um, you know, can he catch the ball? Because he yeah. had he had some issues with that last year. Of course, both I think were uh, a cause and effect of each other. You I know just, what I mean? I just think like because like if you look at the play that he got hurt on, right? He popped up. He walked off the field, right? Uh, it wasn't gingerly or anything, but he got smacked in the kneecap. Like it was right helmet, shoulder pad on kneecap. That was nasty. Yeah, and it was like, ugh, like. Wish that wish that wouldn't have happened, right? Like, and and it's almost like you put your guy in a position because he wasn't out there catching passes. Like, it wasn't like he was out there catching passes, running routes. He's out there strictly for special teams. And it's I'm not I'm not crapping on Mike Vrabel. I think he's a, a hell of a head coach, right? 
that 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 decision right there was like a hindsight of 2020. Probably you don't probably won't trot him out there if you know the possibility of that happening. Right. Yeah. And like you said, though, that's one thing that you can never tell. I'm, I think I can't I can't remember who it was, but I mean, Max knows I'm a Bama fan. So I'm going to I'm going to relate everything back to Nick Saban, the GOAT, Max. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but somebody got hurt. Somebody tore an ACL in the fourth quarter of a blowout game. He shouldn't have been playing. And it was like, why was he out there? And Saban's answer was like, do you think if, if I would have known he was going to get hurt that I would have had him out there? He was supposed to come out like the next play. That was supposed to be his last play, and he tore an ACL out for the season. And Saban was like, well, bro, I didn't know. Like, I mean, like, you know, like he's this is football. <laughs> I mean, stuff happens. So it's kind of like that, I think, and and, and with – Hey, Mike, they got to they gotta catch me first. That was my job for the first two years in college was, was punt return, <laughs> kick return. They got to catch me first. Believe me, I still got some spring in these legs. I might be able to go out there and give us at least a couple of returns. Can you give us some, man? Give me six weeks. Give me six weeks to drop about 15 pounds and shape. <laughs> we might be able to talk. So big news in the Titans facility. Unfortunately, again, is negative. I hate it. Can we not play a preseason game without having a wide receiver hurt? Uh, Kyle Phillips, MCL. Four to six weeks. Yep. Yeah. So that stinks. Uh, and it goes against, you know, like you were saying, dark mark against, you know, Avery, dark mark against Kyle Phillips there. Man. Actually, I two. I don't think this one is so much of a dark mark against him. And the reason I say that is because that play is a freak play, right? Yeah, a guy, and and I can say as a guy who I caught punts and kicks, right? Punts are some of the scariest things because your eyes are up here, your eyes are not here, and when your eyes are here and not up there, you drop the ball, right? So you catch a ball, you have to be able to catch and look, locate where your blocks are. But when a guy's diving at your knees and he's right there, there's nothing you could have done about that, and Kyle couldn't do anything. Right, he got hit. He hung onto the ball. It smacked. He smacked him on the knee. Right. Thank God it didn't tear. Right. That that would have sucked. But you only lose him for four to six weeks. We still got Reggie Robinson. You still got um, Chris Moore. Uh, this is where next week is going to be a make or break week for some guys yep. at the wide receiver position. It's going to be a make or break week. Um, but also, I'll put out an article if you guys want to check it out on Three Point Conversion about where the tights can look. To uh, I said it originally to replace Traylon Burks, right, for two weeks. But this could be an opportunity because there are some big-name free agents uh, out there, and we might get to that later in the show. All right. Uh, in other fo- – I'm sorry, did you have anything to add to that, Tyler? No. Okay. No, not really. Tyler's like that. Hands. Tyler's yeah, like, no, I'm good. He's like Birdman. I'm he's getting my piece on the wide receiver situation, man. I, we're going to have to – if, if they can't get healthy, hopefully they get healthy by week two or three and we're good. I'm not really worried about a week one game as much. But uh, if I they can't, we're going to have to get healthy by week one. I think he'll be healthy by week one. He looked pretty spry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good spirits walking walking off the field with, you know, our other I just, superstars. I just don't want him to rush it. <laughs> no, I don't, think, I don't think so. Like, if he was walking gingerly – Right, I know onto the field and then walking off, but he was in very good. Like I don't know if you guys watched the video, but he looked like nothing. Like he happened. was joking, and yeah, yeah. I'm like, that doesn't look like a guy who's like, I don't know if I'm gonna play. Right, so 
I'm thankful that Absolutely. we have Chris Moore and he's he's balling on a level that we did not know about. Uh, so hopefully he steps into that role that um, he's been open on some 20 plus yard bombs lately. So I'm I'm liking yeah. what I see from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hold on to the ball when you get hit good, man. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Sorry. That drop he, I had to that, say it. That drop he had was on him and and uncharacteristically, right? Miley. Chick had a drop that was like, Oh yeah. What are you guys doing? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that, I was like, was that? No. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was watching I, on a tiny screen. My internet went out. If y'all don't notice, there's a truck behind me. I'm not in my normal, <laughs> like, you know, Titans box. And that's because uh, my internet went out. I think Malik, I think Malik put some mustard on that ball. It was also a little behind, a little behind Chig. And so I, I I put it this way. When you're not, when you haven't played with a guy, he's not the guy you built your your rapport with. That ball comes a little different. Ryan is going to when Tannehill's out there, regardless of what you like about him, don't like about him, whether you care if he's going to be the quarterback next year or or this year or not, right? He's the quarterback. He's been the quarterback for the last five seasons, and he's the guy that's one. He knows where these guys like the ball, right? My quarterback when I was in high in, in college knew, hey, I like the ball out front, put it out front in front of me and let me run to it, right? I knew where the ball was going to be. When I played with the backup, different. different right? Like it, it was it was behind me or on the numbers, and now I'm having to kind of slow my stride down to try to adjust to a ball. Yeah. So it's I think Chig, I think I don't think Chig was expecting that ball. To be first of all that hard because Malik put some much. I mean, he he hummed it, right? Yeah. I don't think he was expecting it to be that hard, and I also don't think he was expecting it to be high and high and in a way. Um, you can kind of tell he probably likes that ball to be probably on the numbers so that he can catch it and turn it upfield. Yeah. Yeah. I, on Ryan Tannehill, by the way, you don't pay a quarterback thirty-six million dollars to sit on the bench. You don't like so he's anybody who's conspiring to have Ryan <laughs> Hill as the backup. You don't pay a man that much money for him to no. sit on the bench, and you're not going to trade him for thirty six million dollars. It's not going to happen. So Mike and I agree. I I agree. That's why I was like it's an egregious drop. But at the same time, I understand the drops because as an offense, I play only offense. I never played defense. Hands was way too soft to play defense. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> But I played all offense, so I understand how the change in quarterbacks can can differ on on a guy like simple stuff like a catch, stuff that's kind of routine that you like. You're a wide receiver, you get paid the big money. A guy like DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to catch whatever you throw at, right? No matter how he likes the ball, he's going to catch it. But Chigo Conco is at the point in his career; he's still young, second year in the league. He's probably he's used to Ryan Tannehill throwing him the ball. Now next year, when he's getting first team snaps with Will Levis or Malik Willis on a, a pretty even basis, then we can, if he has to drop like that, then we can kind of lay into it. Yeah, I, I, it's just like with any other sport or martial arts or anything else, man. You you do things repetitiously in, to build muscle memory. Right. And when you do something with somebody else so many times uh, and you try it with somebody else, like you said, you know, the timing's just not right or, you know, I mean, it's, it's the same with and Mike. Podcast. I ain't trying to put it on Malik. I, I, I'm, I, like I said, I think it's even. It's, it's a natural football thing, and I hate that people are trying to put that on Malik. That's not Malik's fault. The quarterback's job is to, to, to deliver the ball to the receiver, and his, his faith is that you're going to catch it. 
right? But receivers, we are creatures of habit. And I say we because that's what I am through and through. We are creatures of habit. If I know that that ball is going to be outside, right, like, out, you know, up and away, I know where, I know my hands are already out here, right? But if I'm used to having the ball here in my chest and the ball is up and away, that's a, it's almost an unnatural thing, like you said, muscle memory. So a drop is bound to happen. But, again, like, I just – I don't think it's on Malik. I also don't think it's on uh, Chig. I think both of them did their jobs, right, or tried to do their jobs. One guy just didn't do what you thought he should have done, which is catch the ball. Agree, man. That's that. Hey, that's right on, man. Um. So real quick, I just want to dust over this because it mm-hmm. happened today, and it's right. not about the Titans, but it is about the AFC South. So uh, what's <laughs> up, Pat? Um. But you know, Jonathan Taylor got permission from the Colts to have a trade. Which basically means that uh, Jonathan yeah, Trailer's probably going to be traded. Yeah, I'm going to say that we don't have two of the best uh, running backs in, in, you know, in the game of football in our division anymore. We're just going to have the best in our division. Great. That's right. <laughs> makes it pretty easy to say who's the best. Well, I also saw where they were looking for a first-round pick or the equivalent out of a group of draft picks. So, there's a, there's a good possibility he's not getting traded because who on earth is giving up a first-rounder for a running back? I can tell you somebody. Please do. <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Uh, because they – they here's the thing, right? Uh, and I know this is not about – this is Titans fan battle, not Buffalo Bills fan battle. Uh, but <laughs> – but um, – Jonathan Taylor, right, uh, and I said this before, I, I think the Bills are – their window is about to close, right? They're, they're, on the, they're on the cusp of a window closing, right? John, uh, Stephon Diggs says Stephen A. broke, right? He wants out of Buffalo, which I, I'm, I'm putting as much faith in that as I put in, you know, it's snowing tomorrow. Um, but if there's any merit to that, then that window is definitely on the way being shut. Getting a Jonathan Taylor in that backfield, which I've always said, I think John, like Josh Allen is just missing a running back. I think he's just missing a run game behind him. And the Bills probably run away with that division literally and figuratively, right, if they get a running back of Jonathan Taylor's caliber. Um, if they get that, then, yes, the, the, then, the, then the, 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 the scales tip, right, because everyone's thinking the Jets are going to win that division, but it goes back in the Bills' favor. I think they can give up a first-round draft pick. I don't think McDermott values first-round draft picks as much as, say, another team because he has such, so much talent on that roster. But um, I can see the Bills. Um, I don't think there's any other team in the NFL that really needs a running back yeah. like that, right? Like, everything else is kind of running back by committee. Like Kansas City did it last year, won a Super Bowl with running back by committee. Philly's been doing it the last four or five years, running back by committee, right? They've had like two or three, four running backs. They run, they tried out there and they do it with. Um, can't, I think, you know, Carolina, you could argue they need a running back, but who knows, right? They got Chuba Hubbard and, yeah. and, and company, and they, they're still trying to build a roster. So a first-round draft pick isn't happening for them. But, I mean, like I said, there's a handful of teams that, like, draft capital may not mean much to them, right? And they could release a first-round draft pick, and it doesn't hurt them. Um, yeah. I just hope he doesn't get traded in the division. That would suck. Yeah, I don't <laughs> see that happening. But I don't. I just don't 
there is no world, I don't care, Derrick Henry or not, that I give up a first-round pick for a running back. I just – there's no way I would. I mean, I, I would be hard-pressed to give up a first-round pick for anybody. And, Tyler, you're part of the problem. Pay these running backs. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> Pay the running backs up to a certain amount, and then if they want too much, trade them and running back by committee. Uh, <laughs> unless you're Derrick Henry. Keep Derrick Henry forever, Titans. Don't ever trade him. Don't let him go. That's my guy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't want to see El Tractor seat on a different uniform. <laughs> yeah, no, no, me either, man. No, I man, that would hurt. Retire a Titan, man. Yes. Yeah, him, man. him and Kevin Byer be two retired Titans. Yeah. I don't care what we got to do. I don't care if we got something to like a, a pay-as-you-go contract or whatever. <laughs> like, they, those two guys cannot go anywhere else. Agreed, yeah. agreed. All right, so uh, to our fan segment. Um, going to be kind of a quick one because we got to wrap it up pretty soon. But uh, I post out of you know always question, throw me a question, and uh, my man Scoob, who was on, I think it was fourth or fifth podcast with the mask and the everything, mm-hmm. um, kind of going for him to be a super fan. I don't trying to help him out, you know, support my book, support my boy. <laughs> but he had two good questions for me. He said, uh, should the first string players uh, play the first quarter Friday night against Patriots. What that's kind of what I say. One to two series, let them go. Uh, I don't think the whole first quarter is necessary, but I do. I'm a firm believer. I've been saying it all preseason, knock the dust off, you know, especially for like people like Harold Landry, and, you know, who hasn't really seen any, live action other than the the practice with the I Vikings. I think you go one series if we score, right, if we're threatening, right, if they're, they're marching, you let them go ahead and finish it out. If it's three and out, it's three and out. Hey, good job, guys. Take a load off, right? Go put baseball caps and T-shirts. Um, defense, right, maybe one or two because some of those guys have already been playing. So I, I think maybe one or two series is good for them. Just like you said, Harold Landry, who hasn't played since last year. Um, uh, Christian Fulton hasn't played uh, in the preseason yet. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting hasn't played in the preseason yet. Like the guys that are going to be the starters, right? That are going to be the actual showing up guys. Give them a series of two of plays, right? If they three and out, done. Ball caps and t-shirts again, right? But if they if they give up a touchdown, right? Try them back out there. Let them try. You know, go give another go, and then sit them for the rest of the night. Because you got guys that, are, that you're going to want to now evaluate, like Eric Garrard and those guys. Exactly. I think we see uh, the defense, like we say, like we've said all preseason. I know I said it last week. I was hoping to see some of the guys, some of the starters play, but guys like Kevin Byer, Jeff Simmons, Derrick Henry, even Tannehill, like we know what these guys are going to do in the regular season, man. So I don't need to see them too much. And we're going to the game, so I would love for them to play at least a series or two just to see them. But we know what the guys are going to do. We know what they're capable of. We've seen them do it year in and year out now. So for them to play, they're veterans. They know what they're doing. They know how to hit it hard whenever the season starts. So I doubt we see them very much. I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of what we've been seeing. Some of the starters play in the O-line playing probably – more than likely the whole first quarter of this game, I would think. For the, I can see for the, the first half for the starting all line. I yeah, can see the first so, half. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to see – I think we're going to see a good bit of those. Uh, and even uh, the tight ends and wide receivers. We're not going to see D-Hop much. D-Hop's a future Hall of Famer. More than likely we don't need to see him in the preseason. So 
get these guys, especially our receivers, man. Let me see some backup receivers. I don't care who's throwing them the ball. Uh, I'm not trying to see another starting receiver out there during the preseason. It's been horrible. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that, that Kiaris can go. Uh, me too. On Friday, because he also had, like I said, the knee injury. Hopefully, he can go because this is a, that's a guy that I think can make this team. Like, honestly. yeah, he's a bubble guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if if not, definitely a practice squad guy. I would love to keep him on the practice squad. By the way, shameless promotion. If you haven't seen this show with Mike Patton and Steve Weiss, you need to go check that out. Find him on Twitter. Find Mike Patton on Twitter and go watch that show. It's on the AFC South on all your streaming apps. There you go. And, uh, yeah, great show. Talks a lot about the O-line. Malik, uh, he, talks, he answers a lot of good questions on that one. Um, the other question from Scoob was, should the Titans move on from Hassan Haskins with the emergence of Spears and uh, Chestnut? Uh, I think that's kind of the – I think that was kind of the plan anyway, right? Um, you drafted Hassan Haskins. He was supposed to come in. He was heralded as the guy who could be the Derrick Henry – antithesis right you let Deontay Foreman walk because you drafted that guy um and he had he just hasn't paid panned out uh so yes Tajay Spears was going to be why uh, running back to like I said at the beginning of the show RB2 is number 32 yep. that was the that was the from the get-go right we need I think in some of the questions were we need to see what happens with the knees he's looked great uh if, if the guy doesn't have an ACL that means he doesn't have an ACL to tear yeah so <laughs> he can make all the cuts and all, and, and he took his, his thing. He took hits low. He got low hit low. He got hit high, right? He made guys miss. He hit 20 points, uh, 20.3, 20.4, like miles per hour on two bad knees. I take it or any time, any, any, you know, day of the week. And then you got, like you said, Julius Chestnut. I think he's your RB3. And I think the Titans and the, his coaching staff like him more than they like the sign hasn't. So the sign hasn't is Scott. This is if you think about it, this is actually round three for trying to find a Derrick Henry backup or the lightning to the thunder, as you call it. Uh, we had Darrington Evans gone, Hassan Haskins about to be gone, and then now we have Tajay. And Tajay looks to be what we've been trying to find in the other two guys. So, and Chestnut, too, Chestnut looks better than both of those guys. And the fact that we have them both behind him, and like I said, if if Hassan stays around, he's more than likely strictly. A special teams guy because I think he was like top 10 top 15 last mm -hmm. year in special teams tackles so just for that purpose maybe but like we said earlier 53 man roster you don't have much room for special teams specialists so I don't I don't say I don't care to be honest like I don't I don't I don't really I, like I said last year and in, in, in all this preseason and training camp he looks slow he's not he doesn't look like he's an NFL running back so Maybe try the XFL and see if that pans out, and we'll, we might see you in a in a Jags uniform in three years when they suck again. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'll say this: um, <laughs> we're not going to have enough time to get to my roster predictions, unfortunately. But a lot of things that I look for when I do these roster predictions is the waiver wire. How tempting are the guys on the waiver wire? And Hassan Haskins isn't bringing like any big, flashy, you know. He's I doubt if he gets picked up on the waiver wire, to be honest. I mean, maybe on a practice squad for, you know, somebody somewhere, but 
I, I'm yeah. just being honest, you know. I mean, not... he could find himself on the Carolina Panthers practice. I was literally that. thinking the Panthers. <laughs> it's wild that you said that because that's exactly what I was thinking. Maybe somebody like Carolina who needs one more big first-round yeah. pick. So, maybe. I can see him there. Um, yeah. i tell you what, though. I saw some news today, right? Uh, I know this is not a roster predictions, right? But – um, the New York Jets, right? Corey Davis could be on the bubble of getting cut uh, because of just the depth that they have up there and the wealth of talent they have at the receiver position. I did post on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, you've seen it, uh, that he could, it could be a possible reunion, right? He was one of the guys that I thought was going to get cut when they signed all of those guys in the first place. Like, I thought he was gone. Uh, they ended up bringing him back. I think if he gets cut, Tennessee should look into bringing CD84 back. Um, and the reason is because even if you don't like him as an outside receiver, right, or as a receiver, period, if you stick, he's better than NWI, and he's better than any other option. He's better than any other option you have, right? Don't knock to Chris Moore or Kyle Phillips or any of those guys, but he's just better, right? Um if you stick him outside, D hop outside, right, 10 and 84, and then you stick Traylon Burks, which he ran a lot of slot routes at, uh, at Arkansas. If you watch number 16 in Arkansas, right, he ran a lot of screens, a lot of quick outs that he turned into 60 yards, 65 yards, 70 yard scampers. Um, That's where AJ used to do a lot of damage. Right. It could, it could be an option, right? And it also makes his defense, uh, offense, a lot more dangerous. Um, Mike says he's not. Uh, not sure he's coming back. I didn't think so at the first though. I mean, he could. This is just this is not saying he's he is or whatever, but I think it should be something that they look into if he does get cut. I could see us looking into him, but man, I don't know. I liked it when he was here. I didn't want him to leave. I didn't want him to leave the first time. I thought we should have paid him what he was yep. looking for, but because um, oh. I felt like having him and AJ at the same time was was something on Magic. the horizon. And yeah. um it sucks that both of those guys that we spent a first and second round pick on, uh, a top five pick, right, <laughs> and a second round pick on are both on other teams now that they're both look green, unfortunately. I, I put it <laughs> like this. I've never wished failure on a Titans player ever. I hope I, every Titans <laughs> player succeeds. Um, however, when we picked him with a top five, I think it was, what was it, number five or number six? Number pick? five. He was yeah. top five. Um mm -hmm. When we picked him, I threw the remote at the wall because I was like, bro, who is this guy? And, I mean, a top five pick, when I when I see top five, I'm expecting a superstars caliber player, and he was never that. So that's kind of – he never panned out. He had out the potential, he, though, and that was the crazy did, thing about it. But we just – it was just kind of a frustrating moment, and it kind of put a put a damper on him in a Titans uniform for me. However, I can't remember who were the wide receivers in that draft day. I know John Ross is one of them. I think Jalen Ramsey, the cornerback, was uh, – I think he was picked like eighth. Was that the same draft? Yeah, that was. I think that was the same draft. Let me, let me um, check he, it. Go he ahead. Like yeah, I'm going to let you guys go ahead. Titans stuff at the draft, and we didn't draft him. And then it's Jalen Ramsey, and we passed on him to get Corey Davis. So that's why I've always had a little bit of a disdain for Corey Davis. However, if we could get him back and he shows out, does anything good, 800-yard receiver for the Titans, then I'll be happy now because we have D-Hop and Burks. So we'll see. I was, I was going to say, man, if you look back on his years with us, he was trending upward the entire time. You know, every year he, he had more and more yards. He was more and more productive. Um, with the emergence of A.J. Brown, obviously, um, 
he started to break out. And I think, you know, with D-Hop here, yeah, I don't think that's a bad pickup at all. I think that's a good pickup. However, I'm not sure how he would feel about coming back to Tennessee. I don't think yeah. he did very well. So, uh, Max and Tyler, are you guys ready to be really upset? <laughs> <laughs> so, here are the guys that were – here are the wide receivers that were picked after Corey Davis. The Chargers picked, Mike, picked up Mike Williams out of Clemson. <laughs> Cincinnati picked John Ross, but that guy, he, he never panned out. He's yeah, retired. I was going to say, that's all right. But then after those guys, Zay Jones picked by Buffalo. He's now in Kansas. He's now in, he's now in uh, Jacksonville. Um, Curtis Samuel was picked by the Panthers. He's he's been on and off the injury. Uh, but Juju Smith Schuster picked by Pittsburgh. <laughs> Cooper Cup picked by Los Angeles. <laughs> and then the next the next receiver taken off the board was Taewon Taylor, who's no longer in the league. Uh, and then Chris Godwin was taken by the Buccaneers. And we used first-round picks on Corey Davis and Adoree yep. Jackson. Yep. Kenny, Gall- Kenny, Galladay. Kenny Galladay was picked uh, Was picked in that draft by the Detroit Lions. Uh, we ended up getting John Lewis Smith in that, line, in that one. <laughs> but uh, the next guy that – Please stop reminding me of our bad picks. <laughs> the next, I mean, no other receiver out of that uh, – other receiver out of that class outside of – um, in the fifth round, George Kittle was picked in tight, uh, uh, was picked. So, yeah, Man. yeah. With the pick. fifth pick, and then like we had like a guy who's won a triple crown in the Super Bowl, and and a guy Mike Williams who's now one of the up and coming superstars uh, in the league after Corey Davis. So, yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and and no no telling how many other Pro Bowl caliber players that were picked in that draft after Corey Davis and. Just an upsetting draft. A lot. We haven't had a really good draft since we've had like one in the past ten years that was just really good. And Why you do that to me, Setting. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I had to go look that up because I was like, who are the guys that got picked in that draft? Because we also ended up picking Odori Jackson in that draft. Yeah, dude, you and, can do that with every year with us, though. Yeah. And then Trey Davis White was picked like I think a little like a couple of picks before that. That, that, that draft was, that was crazy, like, how good this draft was. Marshawn Lattimore was pick number 11. That's who I thought we were going to pick, though. I thought – because he wanted That's, to come here. Yeah. He I wanted to come so to Tennessee. Well. Yeah. He was like, Tennessee, like, he was a Titans guy, right? And then Corey Davis, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was like, we could have waited until pick number 26 where we picked Adoree Jackson – to get a receiver because yeah. all of these guys are really good. So, uh-huh. yeah, when we picked the Dory, all I could picture was Bama torching him in that fifty-two to three game where they came out like with the dog, uh, uh, the dog run out or whatever, where they were all on the ground and then got blew out fifty-two to three and a Dory he looked had horrible. The amazing, he had the amazing comeback against Penn State uh, that year, USC uh, that year, and and I mean he was I I, I liked him right. I thought he was I thought he was going to be really good. And he just couldn't stay healthy. That was the only thing about him. Well, unfortunately. Sorry to to crush you guys. No, no, it's all right, man. It's all right. But uh, unfortunately, we're going to end on that note. Gotcha. I hate to to end on that note. Yeah, and I hate to end the show, period. I I feel like we're on a roll here, and I always hate to do that. But, you know, my hourly constraints – yeah, um, so, uh, you know, everybody, uh, 
Cortland, tell everybody where they can find you at, brother. Yep. Well, you guys see the hat. It's the only hat of its kind. You can find me on the halftime show. Uh, we will be doing a special edition WNBA for all of you guys that do follow WNBA. Uh, this Wednesday, we'll be talking about expansion of the league um, and what that could look like. And then on Thursday, we're right back to the regular schedule program on the on a regular edition of the halftime show. I will be talking top 10 at every position in the NFL, taking you through the NFL, top 10 quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, offensive lines, the whole nine yards. So it'll be about an hour and a half of just top 10. So tune into that. Um, you can find me at on Twitter at DC Griffey and then also on Instagram at DC Griffey. Um, I'm now verified. I have a blue check, so it's not hard to find not find me, right? I'm the only Cortland LM Griffin with a blue check, so that's an amazing name. Uh, <laughs> um, and you can find me in the comment section of the Titans Fan Battle Podcast because I like I like it here. So <laughs> right on, man. We we always love to I or personally I love to see you when I see you <laughs> pop up in the comments. I'm like, yeah, my boy's here. <laughs> And, and Tyler, hopefully I'll be at the hopefully I'll be at the game one on Friday. Yeah, so, I was gonna ask you. Well, we'll talk about that after this. <laughs> anyway, uh, go ahead and tell them where they can find you at Tyler. At Titan underscore always twenty two. The Ryan Stonehouse Stan account. Show love to the specialist, baby. Uh, Titans get us a kicker. These guys are not it. I'm showing love, <laughs> but Jesus Christ, it's hard to show love to these kickers. Uh, Titans Fan Battle Podcast everywhere, every social media platform. You can find us, come to us, tell us how bad we suck, whatever you want to do. Come talk crap to us. Just come engage with us, man. Come find us. We're trying to put content up all the time. Find us at the game Friday. A good note to end on right here, Max. Uh, I'm not sure what section we're sitting in. Please let them know. Uh, But come find us. Talk to us, man. We'll be there. Yeah, man, and as always, you know you can find me. I am Maximus Titan fan, Maximus underscore Titan underscore fan, and that's pretty much everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube. Uh, well, no, actually, YouTube's Titan Fan Battle Podcast now. Um, but, yes, please go on YouTube, please. That's where we want uh, everybody to watch our show. It's the best place to watch our show. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching, please. And thank you. And we are sitting in, I know we're sitting in row M, but I'm not sure what section we're sitting in. So um, might have to do like a, um, yeah, we're sitting in the end zone. I know that, but anyway, um, that's our show for this week. Uh, We'll see you guys. I think on Wednesday, we're doing our pregame show uh, for the uh, for the Patriots last preseason game. And then it's football season, fellas. Um, So thank you, everybody. And good night. Have a good night. God bless. Tighten up, y'all.